0: Welcome to the Weekly Roar. I'm Grant Brunner. and I'm Jared Russo. This is episode 771. Jared, think about any animals today? Pachyderms. Yeah, hell yeah. Elephants and their brethren um live in that live in that acid elephant life. Um they live in the wonder life. Wondrous wonderland. I am thinking about giant pandas um because China's taking them all away and Uh, going to, to see them. I'll talk more about it in a little bit. But, uh, before they take them all away, and I will probably never see a panda again, uh, in my life. Um, so that's, it's a weird, it's a weird idea. We don't, there isn't like often you do a thing and you're like, I can say with some certainty that this is never going to happen again. Like I, this is, I'm just, I'm just pretty sure that I'm never going to do that again. It doesn't happen all that often, so when you do it, it feels weird. Bye, bye, pandas.
1: Yeah, y- you never know when the last time you're going to talk to a certain person is, or, or any of that fun stuff. But uh, it's weird. They're, they're taking away like, all the pandas.
0: Yeah. So this, these um, expire at the end of the year. I think it's in in, the, in early December. I think the, these ones. And the only ones left will be in Atlanta, and I believe they expire. The their lease expires in twenty twenty four. So after that, there will be no pandas. After Atlanta loses theirs, there will be no pandas left in the U.S. Thanks, Obama. Yeah, um, it's and It sucks too because initially, when they started uh, having the pandas, um, they gave them. They, they, uh, at first, they were giving them to the, the different countries that they were working with, doing panda. Um, uh, d- d- diplomacy, but that they stopped that and started leasing them instead. And so we had them. We had a man and a woman, Ling uh, Lingling and uh, Sing Sing. Um, we had them, but they we couldn't get them to breathe. We couldn't. There, had, there was no children, so we didn't like. We had them. We owned them. If they had a ch- if they had a baby, we would have been able to keep it. But nothing doing because pandas are bad at stuff. Just got to get Homer Simpson involved. Yeah, I do wonder if <clears throat> if they are like have. Um, extracted the DNA with the, th- with the idea that if <clears throat> if it comes down to it, clone those pandas.
1: Ooh, cloned pandas. Now we're talking. Yeah.
0: So, uh, Jared, we watched five episodes of The X-Files. Oh, we sure did. I think... <clears throat> <clears throat> I think it's safe to say that these are better than the last bunch, but oh, also uneven. Dude, I have some scorching hot takes. Are you ready? I am very ready. I have slightly fewer hot takes, but still some thoughts. Um, let's start off with War of the Copper Phages. This is um, a a banger, I would say. This is the best episode of the X-Files so far. It's pretty good. This is the best one. Um, so this is the one that where you have all of the... Um, the cockroaches all over everybody and people are, like, imagining cockroaches. It also has, I would say, it's not the grossest but i think it is like a top five grossest scenes like like physical effects in the x-files to date when they have the very clearly fake like arms cut open and have cockroaches crawling in them um it's fucking gross
1: i hate bugs
0: yeah they are
1: super gross
0: and this was by far i think the just the best episode overall it
1: had like legit plausible like uh like you're uncomfortable you're thinking about it you're afraid of it it could happen to you it had that element in the same way that people who hate water and and sharks when they watch jaws it's just like visceral it's like oh my god i I can see myself being attacked by a shark in that water yeah but this is also hysterically funny really well paced really well edited insanely funny lines the whole time through just from top to bottom i i I couldn't believe what i was watching i was like did they just suddenly get like new writers like what's going on this was out standing television.
0: So I think like I would agree with you like the in the vast majority of ways I think that it's it is a it is a rock solid episode it is written by darren morgan he is he um let's see he wrote uh the episode humbug in episode two oh i'm sorry in season two and he wrote oh see this is interesting he wrote he wrote episode four of season three clyde Bruckman's final response which is also pretty gross mm, and then got a, got a sicko over here and then fascinatingly he wrote ho- in season three which we wait, we haven't, well, we haven't seen yet, but episode 20 uh, is Jose Chung's uh, Jose Chung's From Outer Space and then Millennium which is kind of like a it's not a, it's not like a direct spin-off of the X-Files, but it's a Chris Carter joint that is like in the same universe as the X-Files and has and has another an, uh, an episode called Jose Chung's De- Doomsday Defense, so I, I wonder if that's one of the crossover episodes. Very interesting. Uh,
1: like, when are we ever gonna get side characters as memorable as Guy in the wheelchair with the robot voice who loves robots, mm-hmm.
0: and Dr. Bambi so that's kind of leads into what i the the weird thing about it and i think it's like oh the so this is weird and the next episode is weird the way the way that it's handled the way that they they do characterization of of scully i think is really weird like obviously because he's he's like hitting on women and she's being all weird about it no well kind of (laughs) well but but like not even really in this one like he isn't even really hitting on her but like clearly they want to I understand what they're doing which is to say that they want to indicate that there is sexual tension between Mulder and Scully which is fine I don't have a problem with that but I think she's like she's like real it, it like it is it goes against character for her like Scully is like a strong woman who is broadly pro woman and she herself is like a doctor woman who has definitely super duper faced a bunch of sexist assholes it's so weird for her to be like fucking more like dr bimbo am i right
1: yes the only possible defense i have for this is maybe this is setting up her feelings for molder in that like they start to like really get attached and she just can't stand seeing him be interested in other hotties
0: yeah I, mean, uh, I understand that they're doing that. It's executed poorly. It is executed poorly. No, I,
1: I agree. But we're going to keep going back to this. But like, it was the mid 90s. Not everything is like rock solid in the like CinemaSins era. where like the only show that like ever is able to like go without criticism for accuracy and consistency is like Breaking Bad. You know, like every like there's always going to be some weird like, oh, maybe this writer didn't write that character in the same way as a different writer. And since there's 30 of these episodes per season. Or whatever, that's going to be like not the Chris Carter touch on every single line. So yes, that that was a little cringeworthy, but it I laughed because of how outrageous it was. In the same way that I found it very funny that the man who is in a wheelchair uses a robot voice is in love with robots.
0: Yeah, and then they do th- and they do the weird thing like at the end, like like kind of like the button on it. At the end is like, and then Doctor Bambi and the uh, the the robot boy they go off into the <laughs> sunset like. <laughs> (laughs) funny extremely
1: campy extremely goofy i can only see this stuff on x files i love it i want more and the next episode which i also really love gave me more of that i thought we were going on like i don't know a trip yeah like like a reggie jackson world series just like hitting a home run every game where you're just like what is the x files like suddenly crazy good all of a sudden yes and then it just kind of went back to being normal x files but like this and the next one i was like oh my god these are like some of the best episodes i've ever seen
0: they're really Really good and I we we had briefly talked about it because it's it's tough right because like as we watch in preparing for the podcast it's like you, you the the you want to talk about it um but it's like let's not talk too much about it because we have to do a podcast um is I I think that like we are on the same page as that the x-files is good when it is very stupid yes um the the sillier it is um uh, the more Mulder pointing at Bigfoot with pits it is the better it is and the more like it's a procedural but it has they painted an the alien and like, like that's when it gets really boring because it's like I've seen listen I grew up in the 90s and was like a a young adult in the aughts. I've seen countless hours, probably hundreds of hours of Law and Order. I've I fucking I've seen it. I'm I'm good. I'm good on the procedural stuff. Even if it is like, oh, but what if it's an alien? It does nothing for me. Like it's it's. I think it's broadly executed fine. But that the the more normal an episode it is, the more of a fucking snooze it is. We we need more microwaves telling people to kill. Yes. um uh, I am definitely pro pro bigfoot i want i want more fucking vampires i want i want i want them to to fight frankenstein what i want is x-files to be like scooby-doo more than anything rabbit
1: and costello wait you had a whole episode of vampires it was like the whole yeah but it's the most thing, boring
0: and... vampire it's the most boring vampires what do you want oh uh, uh, I, I i want i want i want like nosferatu i don't want i don't want oh these vampires are so sexy i want i want nosferatu but vampires are sexy or alternately they're terrible ghouls um God. i don't know how to how to pronounce this but uh Sazigi, um, is the next yeah, that's uh, better than what i was gonna say is the next one um and you i start <laughs> oh well not really starring but like featuring a young ryan reynolds doing a boston accent It was, I'm like, when I first, cause he's, he, he, he kind of starts the episode and I'm like, is that, is that Ryan Reynolds? I had the same reaction. Um, because like, he's really young. He's really young there. I mean, this is like 1996. Well, so this aired in January of 1996. I wouldn't be surprised if this was shot in 1995. Um, so like, that's a young, that's a very young, uh, Ryan Reynolds. So I, he doesn't even totally look like a Ryan Reynolds at that point
1: get the same screen time as uh jack black and and seth green and some of the other fun faces we we saw previously or i mean like a legit cameo of like bradley whitford or whatever yeah but yeah this one started off and i was like oh oh oh." and then it kept getting better not because he immediately dies or whatever but just like this is i think another like top five best x-files episode so far where i was like I was laughing, I was I was thrilled with what was going on it was silly, it was campy, it was interesting it had a town th- my favorite trope of all time, Grant, is stupid angry, panicky townspeople gathering together, either on Parks and Rec, or on The Simpsons, and now here if you can get a bunch of dumb idiots together and they're all banding together and it's like, we gotta stop these Satanists, or whatever Springfield townspeople nonsense, that, that is my favorite trope of all time
0: it's uh, speaking so so like satanism is like the weird like like a red herring premise of the episode where that's that's what they want you to think or that's or at least that's what like the the majority of the townspeople think is that it's satanism and then whatever surprise it's astrology (laughs) question mark um which is weird it's a, like that's a weird choice but fucking whatever it's fine um i am less into the um mob like the us has a weird history of mobs getting together and um hanging people so i uh, hmm, uh, i i would say i'm slightly cooler on that aspect of it well this I, didn't go there it was like
1: yeah, hey, this man's really angry oh he's the principal of the school like that is just hysterical
0: that's so um funny. also so it, so it does, so it is, this one episode also leans into the Scully is so jealous of Mulder. Um, like she's sexually jealous. Um, which again, I think is fine for there to be sexual tension. I think the, the way it is executed, I don't think this is problematic. I think it is corny. Um, like the, I, when, when she left the, when, so the, there's a, there's a woman, I'm trying to remember what her name is, Angela White. Um, she's a, What is she a detective? She's she's a detective, right? Uh, Yes, it seemed like she was like some sort of
1: local, not a local cop, but like a local detective or something.
0: Um, And she eventually, kind of like towards the end, Mulder has been drinking, which is also like it's part of like oh, but things are weird because Mulder isn't usually like a drunk, but now he's drinking. Uh, She comes into his hotel room as he's drunk, and she leaves the door open. And I'm like, all right, I know how this ends. (laughs) Like immediately, as soon as she walks in and does not close the door of the hotel room i am i could have just uh, i'm like fast forward to the end of this fucking scene i know what i know what happens here
1: grant that is maybe the best comedy set piece i've ever seen in my life for a show that's not a comedy the 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 case is getting to their heads where the longer they spend in this town the more satanism is is tricking them into drinking alcohol and having sex and the tv is only playing keystone cops laugh out loud funny laugh out loud humor 10 out of 10 across the board i I was so blown away by this episode just being so tongue-in-cheek but like committing to the bit where he's having to charge the credit card for this woman to start talking about like planets aligning just genuinely some of the best stuff the show has ever done because it's so bad it's good you know what i mean yeah oh yes
0: like so i i think a lot of like i think the i think the deaths like the 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 parts where the women slash the planets um kill people great like the the scene where the the garage door springs do it it's it's great like it is it is prestige b-movie shit
1: dude i i, I want every episode to just toss in a sexy lady just to titillate molder and to get scully to do something and because that just there's just it it's just so it's not cringeworthy, but it's like I can't look away, which is en, enrapturing and captivating in a way that like most of these episodes, which are like pretty just like, oh, yeah, aliens out of the world. OK, whatever. Yawn, you know, just OK. All right. Everything will be status quo next week. Or it's like this. I'm just like, oh, OK, you guys are, are doing something maybe not super well and it maybe doesn't hold up. But I mean, I. I'm reacting to it. I mean, it's not doing it for shock value, but like, you know what I mean? Like it's just, it's got a little something. It's got a little extra where they're, they're incorporating more character specific stuff into the case where it's, it's like turning Mulder into this like sleazy senior high schooler who's Like, yeah, it's just like make out and just like drink alcohol because these teenagers are being, you know, seduced by evil adulthood Mm -hmm. because they're Satanists.
0: But also like, I think it's kind of shocking and I don't even know if you would have, if people watching it at the time would have fully would have fully seen it because Twin Peaks didn't become like the cultural phenomenon like post like post the Laura Palmer like the 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 initial interest of the of the murder part, but as like a cultural touchstone of this is how we make things feel like this is a this is a mood that a bunch of people are going to steal uh, David Lynch's shit. <laughs> um, I I don't know if you would have watched this in 1996 and been like this is some Twin Peaks shit because you would have been like, no, this is this is this the night? It's in the nineties. This is the, it's in the air. But I'm like, this is. Di- I feel like this is directly directly taking like m- mood and and performances from Twin Peaks.
1: It's like everyone watched David Lynch stuff, but didn't take away the satire of society and, and culture and like soap opera melodrama, and they just took all the other parts of it. Yeah, with like out like. The whole avant-gardeness of of David Lynch and I will say that it was extremely funny also that this episode just kind of ends with like no one does anything to solve the case or figure it out yeah or, the plan come
0: out of alignment
1: the two girls just like start to hate each other and a bunch of guns go off also hilarious
0: oh man that scene it, it, so the only so it has it has a good goofy soundtrack but it would be so much better if it had uh yakety sax playing
1: I mean you get some like keystone cops kind
0: of stuff but, but like, oh my god I love like that scene that scene where all of the things are going. That was one of the only parts that uh, my wife w- happened to be in the room to see. Oh, uh, wonderful. And I'm like, yeah, th- I'm like, this. see, this is the good shit. This is <laughs> this the is part a- of the X-Files that is good.
1: And and it, they hate each other, and they're fighting, and that's like the only reason that, like, enough time can go by that the planet's on a line or whatever, and then it just stops. Just, I, this is a top five.
0: It's good. It's a, it's a really is,
1: good one. Is number one, and I really wish that the rest of this season had gone in this direction, and it,
0: it doesn't. So let's, let me see. Oh, and this one is written by Chris Carter.
1: Apparently Vince Gilligan writes stuff later this season, and it's really good.
0: Yeah, we've already had a Vince Gilligan episode, I think. Oh, have we? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Because oh. I think we've had this discussion about about Vince Gilligan being on the X-Files team.
1: I don't even remember this at all, but then again my memory is worse than a goldfish's, so.
0: Yeah, no, but like, yeah, Vince Gilligan is definitely, it definitely, like, it is kind of like, I, I think it's probably his like, early, like earliest, like, thing of, of prominence, pr- like, work of Prominence is working on the X Files, and then he would go on to basically dominate and perfect television. Oh so, yeah, like he obviously went on to so do dominant. to do very good things. But I mean, listen, there are definitely way worse places to get your to to like really get your your feet in the industry or your your, your uh, foot in the door with the industry than the X Files. Um, let's talk about um, grotesque. This one I feel is a huge step down from the previous two. It is, um,
1: but I still think it's better than the the, the next two. Yeah, you know, like oh, a, by a lot. Yep. And the only reason I'm going to say that is because... They get uh, what's the name of the of the character actor? Kurtwood Smith, yeah, and that guy. And there's a little bit of like antagonist,
0: he, the RoboCop you know, I looked guy. Look up to
1: you, yeah, RoboCop guy, in seventy show. Um, but there's like this whole like, I read your book, I loved you, but it turns out you're a jerk, and I, I you were supposed to be so much better than me. And there's like you get a little bit of that of that stuff where they introduce like a new character who's also somewhat related to Mulder, and and I mean there's gargoyles and. I mean it it like had the elements It had the components It just didn't
0: get there Yeah Rommel You you son of a bitch I read your book Um You magnificent bastard Sorry I read your book Um Yeah It's it's fine I also like that it just starts out Fucking here's a nude dude
1: Yeah Here's a naked dude That's what you turn the TV on for
0: Um It's also a very 90s thing Because it's like That was like the era of Fabio And it's This is like a very muscle bound Long haired dude I
1: also feel like The only time anyone has ever seen people pose nude for drawings is like on TV shows around this time like that just like never is a thing other than like watching movies from this era
0: oh no I mean like if you're in if you're in like art school it happens all the time let me, t- let me tell yeah, you yeah
1: but most people aren't in art school
0: yeah I mean if like if you're a professional artist it happens or like or you're like training or you're in classes to do the form but yeah other than that there's no reason for you to see nude no, modeling okay.
1: I've never heard anyone talk about it it's like not a thing it's just like something you only see on on shows unless you're specifically an artist who's like in these types of classes but
0: yeah uh, i mean i never so i never did um i was so i went to uh to art school i was i did not i definitely did not specialize in drawing so i had a, a couple of of like uh of drawing classes um and nobody ever did nu- I I personally did not um draw anyone in the nude um but there definitely was like um studies of of the body like people being like live models I've definitely done that just not naked
1: not not naked in in this type of of way or like a lot of comedies even like SNL it just be like okay time for this weird old person to be naked and that's the that's comedy haha waka um, waka. Yeah this I guess this episode is so uninteresting that we're just talking about other stuff now.
0: Uh, uh yeah, like so like but it's like uh, gargoyle spirit question mark
1: i mean it's like cool that like you know they go back to like Mulder like getting so wrapped up in the case that he becomes crazy and then they tease in a dream sequence that it's um kirkwood smith and then it ends up being him like again it's like on paper this should have been a great episode and watching it i i was like i like this but it's not i mean it's definitely not the worst thing i've ever seen
0: no um, but it's a huge downgrade like seeing it back to back with the other two it's like oof. um so i uh because like this is the one where it's, like, he he picks up the knife, and then he gets his prints all over it. And so we have to do the thing where we have to be, like, pretend... We have to, like, suspend our disbelief to be like, Oh, did Mulder do a thing? Did Mulder kill a person? And it's like, I... This is a, this is a, like a serialized television program. I know that there's like eight more fucking seasons. Like, I know Mulder didn't fucking kill anybody. And even if he did kill anybody, I know nothing comes of it. So it's like, it, it has kind of the problem of the stories that you can tell effectively. In this format versus something like, if you're telling, if you're making a movie, um, you can have kind of any character do anything. Like you can have like, Oh, did this character do it? I don't fucking know. I was just introduced to this guy 30 minutes ago. Maybe he killed a guy. What the fuck do I know? Um, but when you have this style of television where, you know, th- these are the lead actors, unless they eventually write them off the show for some reason, they're going to stick around. They're going to be back in the next episode. And t- TV has definitely gone, like, when you get into the now, like, a more modern television and, like, you have streaming things and shorter seasons and stuff like that, you can do more stuff like that. Like, obviously, Game of Thrones has no problem killing a bunch of fucking people. But even in Game of Thrones, it's like, the really, really core people stick around, right? Like, Linda Headey is fucking, she's there, like, the whole time, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah, but I think for a lot of people, they didn't know who was core. And they I mean, they did kill off certain core characters. One of them came back. Um, but you know what that, that Game of Thrones doesn't have? It's two blonde teenage girls who like to drink and seduce and kill boys and then dance and party in their house and play Bloody Mary, which is why I like watching the X-Files. Um, it's, boy, I can't well, can't let me
0: tell you, the X-Files fucking, fucking Game of Thrones is way more naked.
1: Yeah, but it's like sex position, and it's also like stuff I haven't seen. I haven't seen... The, what happened in in that astrology satanist episode? And it, I, that's new to me. Game of Thrones. It's like, yes, yeah, this is R rated fantasy, which it's great. Love Game of Thrones. I'm not. I'm just saying, I wanted more teenagers, you know, using. Uh, uh, telekinesis to have a bunch of guns shoot off in uh, a police station.
0: So I have read about half of the first book of A Song of Ice and Fire and was like, "This is fine," but I'm not. It's not like doing it for me. And I have watched, I think, about half of the first season of Game of Thrones. Oh
1: wow, dude! Those early seasons of Game of Thrones are are elite. They're top tier.
0: But it's re- it's one of those things that's really tough because I just know that my it, my wife is not going to. She can't hack it. It's too violent. There's also, they do, like, a lot of, like, violence towards, like, innocent people. It isn't just like, oh, like, two swordsmen are fighting each other and one gets stabbed. It's like, here's children being affected. Here's animals being affected. Here's this fucking lady who's abused. Like, all that stuff is not gonna fucking fly. Oh,
1: whole whole towns get destroyed in... in and Dragon's Breath Fire. I mean, it's just, like, no one is safe on that show. Literally yeah. no one.
0: It's, um... Yeah, that's not gonna fly. So it's, like, I'm not invested enough to, like, dedicate my free time to it, and the, like, spared, like, we're-watching-TV-together time is absolutely not going to go to Game of Thrones. So, like, it's like, well, th- here you go. I guess I'm not watching Game of Thrones. Also, really it pays now, off in the uh, end because don't people fucking hate Game of Thrones now?
1: Uh, yeah, that last season really... Uh, soured, but, like, I still am, really enjoyed the
0: journey. I mean, not the destination, but... It's uh, the same problem with, like, um, with the sequel trilogy of Star Wars, is that, like, I I'm, like, I'm, like, m- like mildly positive on episode 7, I'm super hot on episode 8, and then episode 9 just made me, like, it, it's fucking revolting? It's the, it, it it is among the worst movies I have ever seen in my life. You need to see way more movies, cause it's re- that, Jared it's That doesn't even come. So, so bad, bad. it's worse. so bad i I've seen at least 50 movies that are worse <laughs> sure but i'm not going after movies to try to find bad ones I'm trying to watch uh, the best of the best Piper maru I, is the first is the I first know, let's of, just move on of this two of these of this two which so these are like i guess that they're they're kind of like the core episodes so like this this see this this chunk of five episodes is is proof positive to me that I was wrong and i'm like oh i really need to watch the mythos episodes uh, maybe i should just skip over the fucking the non-mythos episodes wrong these count as mythos episodes because they talk about um uh scully's sister and check say again check they bring back Crycheck. check yeah, and it's like, it's fine, it's fine, but these are not, these are not super interesting, and, like, the first two episodes are really good, so it's like, no, I, I can I, I think if you were just, if you were only watching the Mythos episodes, you would be missing out on good stuff, and focusing on some stuff that is the less good stuff here.
1: Yeah, I feel like if you were to have these two on mute, you'd be like, wow, these seem really great, there's, like, evil alien black goo, and people's eyes, and shapeshift and Skinner gets shot and the the evil people in the room come back and you get the lone gunman. But when you put the sound on, it's just like, I don't care.
0: Yeah, it's all romantic. Also, I think it is a, this is an indicator of, of, and I've talked about this like multiple times, but because of the time and place that it was produced where they have to do like 24 episodes in a season because that's how television worked at the time, um, I think you get some of the stuff falls flat because it's like, Oh yeah, I guess I have to remember this like emotional like beat about Scully's sister because like I have not fucking thought about Scully's sister in months. Like what do I fucking care about Scully's sister? Because it is because like there are episodes that are just monster of the week that are almost entirely disconnected from everything else. You lose some of the momentum in the, in the like the, the arc like the, when you're trying to tell a bigger story, you lose some of that momentum and some of the like punch of like these people died or like I'm on the hunt for like like we're still like deep in the Mulder sister disappeared, yada yada yada. We still don't know entirely what the deal is and we probably won't know until like a couple seasons later. Um but it's like keeping focus on that shit while like, like I'm busy talking about t- cockroaches and, and astrology instead of Satan um, like you lose something in there because of the way the show is constructed which is like it's not like they had much of a choice at the time but if you could go back in time it'd be like oh here's where you would tighten this up to be a much better thing. Uh,
1: do, do we even like want whatever answers like we're like, we gonna get to the end of all this mythos stuff and we're gonna be satisfied because like so far, it just seems like it's just like I I I just don't I don't care. Like they keep killing off members of, of Scully and Mulder's family, and everything is connected, but I just don't feel like whatever strings they're tugging on leads to something good.
0: So here's here's what I understand from people who like watched at the time and have opinions about like the entirety of the X Files. It's not like we're going to get to the end of the show and be satisfied, but we will get to like the end of like C season six or seven and be like, okay, yeah, okay, there we go. Like this is this has been like dealt with in a in a somewhat satisfying way, and then it continues on doing stuff after that. But
1: does it have a guy in a wheelchair with a robot voice describing how aliens are actually going to be
0: robots? Beep boop, Jared. Um also, if they didn't if they had not said it, <laughs> um, if they had not said Piper Maru I definitely would have tried to pronounce it like Pepe Malu because they're French.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, the the, the 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 French people and the guy comes back home and like uh-
0: um and then the, oh, the, the, the second part of it is is an episode called Apocrypha. And I will say they have a black and white scene. Yeah, that was cool. It is so, so fucking gross where it the guy is, is yes. bleeding from his eye and it is fucking disgusting.
1: Yeah, that that's that's good stuff. Um there's 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 one there's one moment that I I, I guess confused me to, to 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 such a point where I kept thinking about it nonstop and it wasn't the, the, the eye goo because that's very easily forgotten about. He just got on a plane to Beijing, and he didn't bring like a book or something, and he just showed up, and then he just teleports back to America? That's some later season Game of Thrones shit, where they just keep moving people across vast amounts of land in a very very short time without explanation.
0: Uh, Also, uh, I'm looking here on the Wikipedia article for this episode. Now, this is Wikipedia. Anybody can edit it, yada, yada, yada. I can't, I'm not gonna, I can't fact check this, fact check this on the fly. However, it lists Michael Buble as a submarine crew member Like the singer Michael Buble? The singer Michael Buble
1: are you telling me we've seen ryan reynolds and michael buble on the x
0: uh, so but listen man i don't know like mate i can definitely i can vouch for ryan reynolds is michael buble in there i wikipedia says so what the fuck do i know
1: is this like a internet prank is this like an inside joke or something maybe did someone go on to wikipedia and just like make something up like that uh, what
0: um on his so here i went i went over to his wikipedia article and it says also in 1996 he appeared uncredited. Two episodes of the X-Files as a member of the submarine crew. So like, wow. I mean, it says it. There isn't, I don't, there isn't like a uh there isn't a citation, but I don't know what you would cite other than like Watch IMDB, which is also user entered, edited, so I don't know.
1: I mean, and they're uncredited. I'm sure someone's asked him and he said yes or something. I don't know.
0: It's weird. What a weird, that's what a e- weird. so, e- so either Michael Buble was on there and that's weird, or there's an <laughs> elaborate ruse to make people think that Michael Buble was in the X-Files.
1: This just reminds me of of the Tom Segura stand-up bit where his dad told him that Tommy Lee Jones was gay and he just told people for like 40 years and then found out that Tommy Lee Jones wasn't gay and went back to his dad and he goes, I don't know, that's just what I heard. But I've been telling people
0: for, for decades. He's like, I don't know what to tell you. Rough, rough. Um, anything else about these about these two episodes, *Paper Mario* and *Apocrypha*? Uh, I I completely forgot,
1: and then had to re remind myself of who Krychek was. Yeah, and then uh, I I also don't understand why Skinner still just shows up to work and just takes it because like clearly like he should just quit or help Skuller and Molly like Sculderman. Uh, he should help Mulder and Scully like that, that. It's just there's a weird disconnect with him. Just like you got shot and like you're just gonna take. Get like a champ and just move on with your day and just
0: like nah man come on yeah and he's he, Skinner is also one of those characters that he seems to be to fit whatever, like, narrative role they happen to want. And there doesn't seem to be, like, a ton of consistency in the way that he is written. Because, like, sometimes he is like, Listen, I am fucking on- I'm with you guys. I am- I- I have to, like, be cool about it. Because I work for, like, chattery government shit. But, like, I've got your back, dog. And then sometimes he's just, like, kind of a shitty boss.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you you fucking idiots, like, what do you people do? doing you're investigating these
0: x-files it's very inconsistent and
1: he's also multiple times shown up to, to like their apartments with a gun and then had them point a gun at him yeah and then just like they all just like got over it and moved on
0: when you're in the when you're in the fbi people shoot sh- shoot at you all the time also yeah I, I don't care the actor who plays the smoking man Um, William Bruce Davis. He is still alive, Jared. No, he's not. He is. No, he's not. And he's actually younger than I would think because he is, he is listed here on Wikipedia as 85 years old. Dude, he looks ancient. He got married in, in 2011, Jared. (laughs) Get out of here. Um, unless there is more elaborate rusing, which, you know, it's always a possibility. That's kind of the fun part. It's honestly, I kind of like it about living our lives where we have to look at wikipedia all the time because nobody knows anything it's like is this true i don't know man i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna i guess i'm gonna like operate as if it is true because what else am i gonna do but like yeah you know, maybe that's a lie somebody could have made that up
1: we got a fun flashback where a guy who kind of looks like him played the younger version of him with uh molder's dad at mm. the beginning yeah
0: i feel like we have we still have not i if I had to bet, I do not know, I have not heard anything about this, but if I had to bet, we're going to get a lot more of fucking Mulder's dad before this series ends. Uh, terrific. Um, super thrilled. So that, those are, those are the episodes. Um, we are, we are most of the way through. I think we're like two thirds of the way through, um, this season. And I would say the weakest of the three we've seen so far. You didn't like season one as much as I did, and I feel like you liked season two more than I did.
1: I honestly can't really even remember. I just remember the standout episodes, yeah. And I want all the other episodes to be on that level. So it's kind of like just looking for needles in haystacks.
0: Yeah, we all we all want we all want pointing at Bigfoot. Um, video games. You've played a couple.
1: Yeah, I played some that you probably don't care about. Oh,
0: but... uh, well, you've played some that I don't care about, like, that I'm not gonna play, but, like, do you have any, any like, particular thoughts? Is there, like, especially because, like, you played Lies of P and then Lords of the Fallen came out. To souls like games, obviously very different styles, going for very different things, but still souls like. Is there? Do you have any any like hot takes about like why one works, why one doesn't, things like that?
1: Uh, so yeah, so I got to the final boss of Lives of P, and I wasn't really like super eager to like grind to beat him, but um, Lies of P is the best souls like ever made, not from from software. Yeah, it's the closest thing we'll ever get to a Bloodborne. It really surprised me in how much fun it was and how much stuff is there um i mean i don't think anyone's ever going to top like early from software level design and how like intricate and layered and like and how it folds back on itself and like you can see every uh place you get to go to in the distance and it's like it all makes sense like the way it's laid out like jared you see
0: that back. mountain over there uh, oh god you can go there we started yeah
1: um but everything else about it like the the, the art design and the music and the in the combat and all the little fun spins they put on it they tease uh, a wizard of oz thing at the ends with like ruby slippers and it's it's a ton of fun it's great it's on game path i super recommend it to anyone who is not like completely checked out on the fact that this is what action rpgs are from now on like they're just gonna be souls likes until someone else comes up with a better formula um
0: i mean i guess i guess that's true we also kind of have like um zelda likes breath of the wild kingdom hearts into a souls like Ugh, Jared! I o- the, the the combat of Kingdom Hearts is already the worst part of Kingdom Hearts.
1: Ah, ooh! I don't know if I agree with that. Um, turn Devil May Cry into a soul flight But
0: that that's the you opposite of Assassin's what I want. Creed. I like. You already did it with Assassin's Creed. I, I I'm 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 checked out on Assassin's Creed. Okay, well
1: that's ever God of War. They're all moving the the combat from the buttons to the shoulder.
0: I also that's what you do. make a frowny face at the most recent God of War. You i finally deleted it from my ps5 i said i'm not make- i'm not coming back to this did you even like watch cutscenes of like what happens no i read the summary just ah man it was like fucking it's like hey play six more hours of this thing that you don't want to play and i'm like i'm not doing that you should have just watched some, some cutscenes and stuff yeah i said listen hey man the fucking the guy who's a who's a shyster spoilers He's a shyster.
1: There's like some sad funeral stuff, and there, there's some moments. Um,
0: it's a great performance. It's, it's, that actor is great, indeed. Um,
1: but, uh, yeah, I also played Lords of the Fallen, which if it ran better, if it didn't run into horrible technical issues in terms of just like the game slows down and chugs to load and the frame rates off, that's a really, really great Souls like. And it's weird how it's a reboot and sequel to the original from ten years ago. It's so which weird. Is maybe the worst. Souls-like, um, because that game has a really interesting thing where you have this lantern, which shows you, like, the upside-down world, and Mm. you to shine around and find, like, in the upside-down world, there's a bridge here, and you can, like, enter the other world, Oh, it's like you're you're running two separate levels on top of each other, like, um... The medium. That, or the level in Dishonored 2. Yeah. Um... Or Titanfall 2. It's like that, but, like, the whole game's like that, but it, like, buckles under its own weight, because it's just, like, they need to, like, patch it up before I can, like, get back to it, because it would just, like, crash or go to, like, single frames. uh, Which is
0: kind of wild, because, like, From Software games are... (coughs) (coughs) Notoriously do not run well. Like, they run pretty bad. I mean, If From makes them... They're good to go, but I don't know,
1: like... This is apparently Unreal Engine five, and yeah, it seems
0: like if they were less ambitious visually, um they would have they maybe could have executed a little bit better.
1: But but that like the the bones of what's there is actually
0: really promising. It's Um, wild because like they are they are on those the people who make who made that game were on like record as being like we want to be number two like From Software is number one we want to be number two like we want to be the other we want to be the other Souls like people. And it seems like it's fine. It's not like, it's not like they made it. It's like a terrible game. But it's especially bad when it came out right after Liza P. People being like, the Pinocchio game is really good, you guys. Um, it's, it's like by you being on record as being like, no, we're, we're swinging for the fucking fences. And then you come out and it's like, ah, um, it makes you look less, uh, competent, I would say they should have delayed this game and worked on it a
1: little more just to get away from this insane October and from Lies of P, which is the number two behind From Software. Like, the South Korean team who made Lies of P, they're the real deal. Like, they now get the belt of being like, this is uh, this is as good as a From Software game. Um, I can't wait to see what, what they do next. I'm still waiting on the Lords of the Fallen people to just patch their game before I can, like, play it more.
0: It's also so wild because it's like, I think when it was announced it was called like the Lords of the Fallen and they dropped the, the. and then they're like no more the we're back we're, we're just gonna call it the same thing which I'm sure all like I immediately like in my head is like Jeff Gersman like dying a little inside every time every time a video game just has the exact same title I f- I can like imagine him being sad that a database is that it is slightly harder to to label a game and find a game in a database
1: yeah I I, I cannot stand that it's a pet peeve of mine I cannot stand things that just name itself the same thing as a thing that already exists. Come up with a new name.
0: Yeah, like, especially because, like, Places, places are like weirdly like anti-numbering now. Like, I feel like it's part of the marvelization of everything. There's, like, no numbers, no more numbers. Yes, but Marvel movies have numbers. Some of them do, but I feel like the, the iPhone has numbers. I feel like, like, they want you, like, because everything is interconnected, they kind of want, unless it is like a direct sequel, like an Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3 type situation, unless it is like, this is, we, we it's like, hey, we want, Every movie to be the movie that somebody jumps on the MCU for, yeah, and that's kind so. of like what has happened to the industry, where it's like Dragon Age Four should be Dragon should just be called Dragon Age Four, but instead it has to be Dragon Age Colon Dreadwolf because, well, we couldn't possibly. Like, oh no, people will think that they can't possibly play our game unless they've played one through three. And that's like, it's like big CEO brain. Like you have those people being like, no, this is the way it has to be because then we maximize like our, our demographic. Um, and it's like, yeah, but what number is it? Like when you're talking about a thing and you get it with like, like they don't number iPads. So you have to be like, or MacBooks oh, or whatever. God. And it's like, um, it's the I, it's the oh, I seventh that. generation it's it, I mean, or like this is macbook 2018 Uh sorry sorry. this is macbook 2018 fall <laughs> like okay uh, fuck off <laughs> like this this sucks just put numbers on stuff when you put numbers on stuff you know what order they're in
1: this is this is the worst call of duty modern warfare 3 or no it, modern, warfare mm-hmm. t- modern warfare 2 is the second modern warfare 2 is the best selling call of duty game of all time and i would imagine that's going to happen with 3 this second modern warfare 3 to have ever come out, so it's only gonna get worse from here, Grant. Because business people are gonna keep making everything worse until we do something about it, which is murder them all. Um,
0: it, there, there's no more ideas. It's also wild because, like, there's, there's like three games called Call of Duty Modern Warfare now. It's bananas. Um, and also, like, the first one is called Call of Duty Four <laughs> modern warfare and then it's like oh no and then there's numbers on that series and then the, uh, there's another series that also has numbers within it's just like call of D- man how many call of, how many mainline call of duties are there now probably like 18 or 20 right i mean it
1: started in 2003 and they've done one every year yeah. so yeah i would imagine there's like about 20 yeah
0: something like that so around there uh, cuz i do know that like those early years were kind of weird cuz it, it it had not it had not been it Call of Duty 1 was obviously very successful, but it, it, it obviously took a while before it became like, no, this is a yearly series, this is, this is the biggest fucking thing in the industry, eat shit. Um, thing before it became that where it was just it was just like a a well liked popular thing in the in those first few days or the, you know like first year or two um it had not become the call of duty
1: no it really happened in 07 08 09 when you got four modern warfare uh, world at war from Treyarch and then infinity war did modern warfare 2 at that point i think activision knew it was like okay we're going to have these two studios just go back to back and they get both get two years and then they- then they incorporated Sledgehammer, which was the former Dead Space people, and then they started doing three development teams, and now it's like no one can get a game across the finish line. So they just amalgamated, like, everyone into, like, one megacorp. The Ubisoftification. They got Raven, and they got the people who did the Tony Hawk thing, and they just got everyone. They're like, you're just all support staff now for Call of Duty, so we can get one every
0: year. Yeah, also, they're like, well, you want to put out a video game that isn't called Call of Duty? That's not going to sell Call of Duty numbers! Fuck yourself, we're not putting out that video game. But again,
1: Grant, the most popular Call of Duty has ever been is, like, now. Not ten years ago, not twenty years ago now it has never been more popular now
0: which is wild because I feel like people it has just got I think it's gotten to the point where it's like a it's like a FIFA or whatever or or the, the art is formerly known as FIFA of like well, it's even
1: more confusing because there's a free game that's a battle royale called warzone but it's like its own thing but also attached onto the yearly series and that doesn't make any sense but it doesn't matter because it makes more money than God.
0: But it's, like, it's one of those things where the people who like it are mostly normies and are not part of, like, the gaming conversation. And so nobody in the circles that, like, you and I are in, are like, <clears throat> like even though FIFA sells a bajillion, nobody's like, oh, so what's happening in FIFA right now? Like, nobody, nobody's ever talking about it because it's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's a soccer game and people like it, I guess. It's, like, the full extent. Or, or sometimes it's like, loot boxes, am I right? It's like the full extent of the discussion there's nothing interesting to be said about it and i feel like we have gotten to that point with call of duty especially when like they're just like hey we're not gonna ship a story with this one this is just call of duty multiplayer um is like oh this is just this is just cranking out content for their very large user base but it's like it's not even worthy of commenting on almost but then they went back to making single-player
1: campaigns, which, again, people scream about, but I'm sure a very tiny portion of the user base plays, so I don't understand why they keep doing it. It's it's truly bizarre, the whole business model. It's-,
0: it's also weird, like, obviously, like, the Microsoft purchase said everything went fire, and who the fuck knows about anything? But there was talk for a while about them skipping a year of Call of Duty. Yeah, that was supposed to be this year, and
1: then they <coughs> somehow, in, like, less than 18 months, scrounged up enough game to put in a box. And here's how they did it. Here's the secret. Crunch. They remade, other than Crunch, they remade every Modern Warfare 2 map from the original in 09. They just remade those and they were like, here are the maps. It's old maps. We didn't come up with new maps because we didn't have time. So here are the old ones that you all love. Instead of remaking Modern Warfare 2, the original, they were like, we'll just put them in this new
0: game. At this point, it's like, like, why do they even bother? One, why do they even bother with the single player? They shouldn't. And two, why is it not just a <clears throat> a shell? You download the Call of Duty and it's every game, every year they put out more shit.
1: You could say the same thing about Halo, Battlefield, FIFA, Madden, NBA. You could say about all these things. The Other than just money, obviously, because they'll never do it because of money. It's interesting how, like, Master Chief Collection, it's like different games with different engines with different feel across different eras so it's like you couldn't just do that forever because it's like well one game is in world war ii and one has jetpacks in the future and you know what i mean like they they have different perk systems they have different like it's like to like start that up that process would be like doing a mega master chief collection but like to such a degree that would be like impossible to like keep up with or like even like a player like playing it's like okay like which of the 20 games did i get which of the maps which of the hundreds of maps did i get like do my killstreaks work? Does my loadout work? Like it it like that would just be like impossible to handle.
0: You want to hear the craziest shit? I was at my <clears throat> I was at my friend's house, and I guess I'm friends with both the people. Um they're married. Um my point of contact is is the woman, the man in the in the relationship, in the marriage. Um booted up, um uh, he has an Xbox uh Series S. He booted up and started just play, kind of like playing in the background while like the rest of us were having a conversation. Start playing he booted up black ops Two, the 360 game and started playing th- like multiplayer i assume oh. with a group not like randos because i think those games are like all of the 360 games i think are like hell of hacked um but what a wild thing to be like in the year of our lord 2023 we're going to play an Xbox 360 multiplayer game. I think that's super cool. It's and listen, I I'm not saying that it's a bad. I'm saying I'm sh- I was shocked to see it.
1: I mean, my friends still we still play some older Halos through Master Chief Collection or Titanfall Two or old Call of Dudes. I mean, it happens because of backwards compatibility. So it's not the looniest thing I've ever heard because I've done it myself personally.
0: Um, but it's also one of those weird was- things where it's like, oh, but presumably, like these same ideas have been like. Refined in the, the the next ones, right? I-
1: you'd think that but honestly like the map designs over the last 10 years 20 years have just like gotten worse and they've just kept messing with stuff and they do some things better and some things worse but they just like keep changing things for the sake of change and like I'm not quite sure I would ever I would never think that like a more recent or modern Call of Duty is ever better than like what Infinity Ward of old did because it's like they just they mastered it so it's like good luck following up that and just like no one's been able to follow that up
0: I guess in my brain as somebody who doesn't play? I was not thinking that it's like oh they're going to get better like they're they've made like the shooting better. I guess what I'm getting at is like oh I'm sure that they have like there's more shit in them like they have the core. This is what Call of Duty is. This is how it feels to play, and they've like pretty much got that on lock. And that the newer ones I just assumed had more shit and obviously like look better too. But, uh, what do you mean by more like like gun like but like more more, s- more systems like like I- I'm sure that they all like. Like, roughly play the same, or everything in the same sub series. Like, I'm sure all of the Modern Warfare ones roughly play the same. All of the Black Ops ones roughly play the same. But I just assume the later you go into there, there's like more modes, there's more maps, there's more. Cause it's like, hey, here's the maps from the last 20 years or whatever. Every time, every time a new one comes out, it's like, and we, all your favorites, and the new ones.
1: They kind of it was weird. So they kind of don't do that. Like they have like a ton of games to like take from, but they're always like, we're gonna do a new system and like we're changing how like kill streaks work. Now they're now score streaks, and your perks are now this, and everything is tailored to like our game. So these maps like they work because of like, you know, there are drones flying. So you need like more open air. Like you can't be in inside of a building. Cause then you're like open air drones wouldn't work. And it's, it's always different. It's like the games feel different. It's never better. It's just like, okay, this one's a little more weighty. And this one, it's like, you have to hit a button to open a door, but you can like peek behind the door or like put your gun up against cover. It's like, they're always just like tweaking and changing, but it's, and I mean, aiming down the sight, the, the aim down sights and shooting a gun have been the same but like there's just something about those earlier games that just like they just felt like butter they were they, they were just perfect and then it was just like because they changed engines everything felt like weightier so it's like okay well this is different i don't know if it's better but they don't really like compound and it's like it's just like every studio has their own like even between black ops like like black ops 1 to black ops 2 it's like vietnam versus the Def- far. Our future. They didn't iterate, they just completely just like, far future, completely new stuff. So... There's also,
0: isn't Black Ops 1 not really Black Ops 1? Like, it's the first one called Black Ops, but isn't the one that they did previously also in that same, like, universe? Uh,
1: World at War, question mark? World at War is just World War II but in the Pacific Theater and oh, and then there's also, like, Russia against Germany and Stalingrad and stuff. Is
0: there one called Cold War?
1: Yeah, that's supposed to be Black Ops 5, which is called Cold War, but it also... Just it happens after Vietnam because Vietnam was black ops one and that's technically the earliest they ever got
0: I think my what I'm vaguely remembering is that the the first Treyarch one was not called black ops but it is like there is continuity between them um i don't know i'm not a call of duty technically
1: yes technically because world uh, world of war had had gary olden play Reznov, and i think they kept bringing that character back kind of like the captain price or whatever like they kept bringing that character Mm -hmm. back but i think they've like rebooted the modern warfare continuity because that fucking matters um, I don't know if Call of Duty three had anything to do with World at War, and I don't know if World at War really had anything to do with Black Ops one.
0: Also, the weird thing is like the console version used to be like v- like different. Like they used to be like, okay, we're gonna base this on the like Call of Duty two, but the the PS two version or whatever is not going to be that game. It's going to be like the like roughly that game, but it's gonna have like its own story or whatever. Like what is a big that, red yeah. one or something?
1: Yeah, that's that stopped after three and bed- bid big red one like once they got to to 4 modern warfare the original Same game. Yeah. Like, that that stopped after that. So that's, like, an old 360-era thing.
0: Yeah, because it's weird to think about it as, like, a a PC uh, franchise, because it absolutely was. Like, Call of Duty 1 was was a PC game. Yep. But, like, in a modern context, Call of Duty is, like, obviously it comes out on PC, but it, like, I feel like the culture around it, because of its wild success on the Xbox 360 in the United States, it is thought of as, like, a console-forward franchise. It's the thing you buy, you get that
1: and you get fifa and you get madden and you're set for the year
0: yeah it, it, it's it, it's weird to think of, like because when people say they're like oh i like video games it's like that's often what they mean is that like they play fifa and call of duty or they play madden and fortnite or whatever and it's like that's fine it's i'm not saying that like, you're not allowed to do it it's just like that's so far from my experience as a person who plays video games
1: yeah, and I would even say that everything we've just described is still in the minority of what most people who play video games do, which is play, like, Candy Crush on their phone. Oh, yeah. Or, like, Bejeweled or whatever.
0: Which and I am I, I am all the way on, it. like, casual games are great. I love, like, phone, like, I, so it's, t- it's rough because I think, like, the phone game ecosystem is a nightmare. So, like, I don't play it, I don't play a lot of games on my phone not because I don't think that it's of value, <laughs> and it's because, like, the app store makes me want to pull my fucking hair out
1: i mean like i play marvel snap or hearthstone on my phone or tablet um those are for more established studios and established ip and and in particular case uh uh, one game designer who basically invented both his name is ben brode um he was the lead designer and creative mind behind hearthstone and, and marvel snap but like a majority of people who play video games on Earth, they play like gotcha games or puzzle games or whatever, and then just pour billions of dollars into microtransactions or timers or whatever for like Clash of Clans, and like that's what makes the industry roll. Like that's what the industry is. Like
0: it's so and it's so it. wild because like I couldn't imagine. Like I, I so like I have definitely, especially like in the twenty teens, I like, wrote a fair bit about, like, the state of the industry and stuff. So, like, I've, like, engaged with it, and I've engaged with, like, free-to-play games and things like that, like, just so I could write about them. And it's like, I touch it, and it's like, th- like, the core gameplay stuff is like, this is fine, this is competent, and it's like, oh, but this is, like, this is what people can, cons- like, this is the framework in which people think of video games. And I just like, man, couldn't be me. <laughs> Like, I just think it's wild that people pick that up and they're like, I like video games. I'm like, this is what you like? This is the video games you like? Like, uh, like, go for it, man. You spend $500 a year on fucking Clash of Clans, I guess. I mean...
1: On one hand, it's like no one should care what they're playing as long as they're playing and enjoying it and there's an industry. On the other hand, like when AAA development collapses the industry, like the only thing that's going to be left, it's like, oh, games don't have buttons anymore because that, you, it's just you play a thing on your phone. It's just like you touch the thing on your phone because that's those are the only games being made because those are the only games that are profitable.
0: I guess like, but the, the problem, like the, people said that a lot, like a decade to go, um, like w- during, like at the very tail end of the 360 and the PS3, people are like, Man, consoles are dead. Are they even gonna make a PS4? And it's like, then they go on to be wildly successful, and people do want those things. Now, making big gains in a way that makes sense from like a labor perspective, from like a a, a raw dollars perspective. And then also like the, like the reality is that like the, all these giant companies that are public have unrealistic expectations about what the money should look like and what they're like how much money they should spend to develop a game and how much money they should earn from those games like the because because of late late stage capitalism all of those expectations are all the way fucking out of whack but there is clearly demand for big fuck off like proper triple a video games
1: but like i can foresee uh maybe i can't i don't know but like cloud gaming and streaming just getting to a point where it's like you just need a screen, like you don't need the console and if you want a controller, you can have a controller but like being able to play a thing on any device and it just moves with you and maybe doesn't run off of a box with the GPU and CPU like it's just handled somewhere else storage. Maybe maybe,
0: like like, like, listen, I think that like I think there is value in streaming and I have definitely taken part of it. Like I, I just played a bunch of Baldur's Gate through streaming. And it's um, broadly fine, but I also... One, I have Fiber, which not everyone does. Not, not even close. And two... It only really works well when you are on a wired connection, which almost nobody in their home is. Like, if I'm trying to play a GeForce Now over Wi-Fi, even relatively close to my router, it fucking sucks. If I am playing over a wire, it's totally fine.
1: Needing to plug in a long ethernet cable like i have destroyed apartments getting that ethernet cable to plug into my computer or console like there's no question i just, i need it
0: yeah i mean like so like f- so for example my television in my living room almost everything when i am using it for in most capacities everything is wireless i wanted to play with my wife baldro's gate 3 and it was streaming um I have since acquired it on PlayStation 5, but this like when I was playing on GeForce now we tried we tried the Wi-Fi and the TV and it's just not workable so what I ended up doing is getting a big cable and then just like draping it <laughs> like draping it down the, the hallway I, I say hallway it's not a particularly long thing but like dra- draping it from my office into the living room and then plugging it into the back of my television and running on my smart TV and then when we are done I just unplug it and take the cable back yeah man hashtag wired life but when I'm watching but like when I'm when we're watching like TV over streaming or whatever. I don't need the fucking cable. It's fine. Um, I've played some stuff with Baldur's Gate 3. I'm in the last act of Baldur's Gate 3. It's good. It's a long game. It's long. So yeah, it, it's long, but I also took a break from it. But I am I'm there. I'm gonna finish it. It's great. It's a really good game. People should play it. Um, I'm about two hours into Goodbye Volcano High. I'm having a great time. I would say my one big criticism's I think some of the uh v- Performances, the voice acting performances are a little, I, I like ha- amateurish is, is I think a little bit too harsh, but it is like you can kind of tell the budget. Like these are the, some of the, some of, not all of them, some of the performances are fine, but some of the performances are like, Oh, you're not getting like the very, very either experienced actors or like the director, the voice direction is not like on point. Like some of this feels like a little bit budgety, uh, which is fine. It is literally a budget game. Like it's an indie game. So like, of mm-hmm. course there's a budget um but it's also it's kind of like it's a it's an interesting game because it is it is partly a a a a comparatively high production value like high roughly high animation uh visual novel but it's also like a rhythm game at the same time and i think that works pretty well it's a cool game i like it i'm into it um we're also on the brink of a of a bunch of fucking video games like we are we are in like More? we are we are in like the busiest week in video games like the the end of this week Spider-Man 2 comes out Mario comes out they both reviewed extremely well um and then Alan Wake 2 comes out next week um what, and then Call of Duty Sure um <laughs> uh, what it, what are what order are you are you going to play Spider-Man Mario
1: Alan Wake Uh Here's how it's probably going to end up happening. I get on a plane to go to L.A. to go to Disneyland and vacation with my girlfriend for like a whole ass week. Yeah. And the only thing I'm bringing is a Switch. So I will be playing Mario Wonder on the plane to and from.
0: That's a pretty good when way. I, that's a pretty good way to burn six hours
1: on a plane. Yes. When I get back, I will probably be done with Wonder unless that game is secretly super long. Who knows? And I'll probably be done with Wargroove 2, which is just more of the same of Wargroove 1, which is good. But I don't think Wargroove to do did anything that like blew my doors off yeah um shout outs to you know turn-based strategy things and then i'm probably gonna play spider-man 2 only because i've uh, over the summer replayed spider-man 1 on ps5 that like remaster thing with all the dlc i got that for dirt 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 cheap and so i'm more up to speed with spider-man and miles morales so i'll probably blitz through two because i want to replay alan wake one remastered before i play Alan Wake 2. Yeah. So that's a more November December project and I think that'll about do it for the rest of my year because I'm honestly not interested in Assassin's Creed Mirage anytime soon. You're not going to play um, Baldur's Gate? What I don't know when that's coming to, to Xbox, probably
0: December. You have a PS5. I don't want to play on PS5 cuz doesn't it have, wait, doesn't it have multiplayer? It does. It is it like listen, you can play with people and you're gonna have a totally okay time it is it is a bioware ass rpg though because my friends want to play it and they all have Xboxes. like they just don't own playstation so you can't you can't i I do think that they're going to try to put it out this year in this calendar year i i will have to get
1: to that but like i'm not really interested in armored core um so like that you know like there's stuff that did come out that's like on the wish list but like not on my like I gotta play this cause it's Dude, be I fast, have to finish fast, so fast many games, games
0: before in the end of the year. I have to fit I have to fucking play. Uh, I want to go back to that Star Trek game. I want to go back to, uh, the Expanse games. I only played the first episode of the fucking Expanse games. Um, uh, what the fuck is it called? I can't remember what it's called. The, the, um, the musical RPG that got great reviews. I, I want to go back to, and I already own it. I bought it with money. The musical um, RPG. Yeah. Where it's like, it's, it's from fucking, oh my God. What the fuck is it called? David Gator. It, David Gator, the, the um he was a writer on Kotor and then he was like the kind of like the head writer on Dragon Age. Um he then went off to he, he's Canadian, but he went off to a Australian studio and they made what the fuck is it called? It's called Stray Gods. Stray? Stray Gods is yeah. a role-playing musical and it is a it is a musical RPG. Oh, Stray Gods, yes, of course, okay. I can remember, all, all I could remember in my brain was the letters S and G, because that's part of the logo, and I'm like, it's SG something, but I don't, I couldn't remember it off the top of my head, I want to get to that, there's a whole bunch of stuff I need to get to, but, like, video games are long. They, they they do be getting long. I'll probably play a little bit of Spidey and then I'm going to put it down and play Alan Wake 2. Spider-Man. I mean unless Alan Wake 2 really sucks. I've already I've already purchased it because I need to know personally. Even if Alan Wake 2 sucks, which I don't think I don't I'm not I'm not expecting it to, but even if it does suck, I need to know.
1: Uh you know what what grinds my gears is when people who do video reviews from outlets include stuff from games that doesn't show up in any of the trailers and and there's like a a wee bit of a spoiler. Mm. Now, I could have guessed Sandman was in Spider-Man too, <laughs> but they were just showing, like, the boss fight, and then this, and then that, and I was like, the city gets covered in sand, I was like, whoa, guys! Everybody loves I sand. I didn't know this. They didn't, sh- they didn't reveal this, probably because they wanted to be a surprise, but this video review is just like, sand, sand everywhere, sand, sand, sand.
0: Spoilers, there's probably gonna be some sort of goblin guy. Okay, see, that
1: they didn't show, which makes way more sense, because the Osbournes are in the more but to just flat out show like the entire uh uh flint marco sandman
0: thing it was just like did you have to show that spider-man has some real bunk-ass enemies how dare you spider-man has the best it's lizard boy it's the
1: lizard dr connor's scorpion boy scorpion
0: It's a rhino boy! It's just the rhino.
1: I I am the biggest <laughs> Spider-Man fan, and his villains are better than Batman's villains. Take that, Batman
0: fans. I guess I don't I'm not I don't have like I don't have like a like a a dog in the race. Of like who's best. I just think that I'll like, listen, like Venom is obviously very popular, but I think that in general, there was a lot of like 1960s ass Spider-Man villains that are fucking corny. Mysterio's awesome. Electro's awesome. Doc Ock is awesome. I don't think so. I don't think the Doc, Goblin. I think the name Doc Ock fucking slaps, but I think Dr. Octopus is very funny.
1: Well, it was a joke in the most recent movie where they're like, Hey, what's your name? And he's like, Dr. Otto Octavius. And they start laughing at him. And they're like, no, really? What's your name, though? Yeah. And he was like, no, that is my name.
0: <laughs> All righty. You, uh,. <sighs> let's wrap this sucker up and uh you're gonna go next time we'll record we will we'll talk more about x-files but we'll also talk about your uh your trip to la i'm also i'm going to dc so we'll have we'll have travel stuff to talk about that'll
1: be fun um because we'll have x-files and games and travel stuff
0: oh yeah so Uh, many games too yeah yeah all right
1: where can people find you now i'm gonna go eat and you can find me on twitter at at jared russo or you can follow my work and grant's work at dig.com
0: Uh, And if you want to see what I do, head over to grantbrunner.com. For The Wicked Roar, I'm Grant Brunner. And I am Jared Russo, who's also on Blue Sky. Have a good one. I probably won't hear you, because it's loud with the shot back on. Well, really loud with the shot back you'll be back okay, on. you'll be upstairs, with the TV. You can cry and I probably won't hear you, because it's loud with the shot back on.